0: Welcome to the Cotton Club crew. This is episode nine. We are here today. It's just me and Kendall. We're going to talk basketball more specifically for tech recruiting the transfer portal how the roster's shaping up things of this nature there's been some movement over the last few days there were some big visits over the last weekend if you listen to yesterday's episode you know that we talked a tremendous amount of baseball with jack and joe so this episode's going to be shorter and focused all on the basketball front so you can get a full picture of what's going on in tech sports by listening to those two episodes um be sure to listen to both but we're going to stick with First, the most recent news, which is Lamar Washington announcing his return. Then we'll kind of work our way backwards a bit. Kendall, what does it mean to have a guy like Lamar Washington come back to Texas Tech and shape up the guard room, round out the guard room, I should say?
1: Well, Lamar, I mean, last year he was one of the um, higher-ranked recruits to come to Tech with, along with Pop Isaacs. Um, but if people... Going back to last season, just watching Lamar, he got so much better as the season went on. And there would be games where he struggled with one thing specifically, whether it was turnovers, you know, uh, forcing the ball too much, just not being in rhythm. To me, it seemed like he always corrected those mistakes from game to game, which means to me, he's coachable. And that's really. Big with a guy like uh, Grant McCaslin, I think that he's going to be a huge part of this year's roster because obviously um, Tech lost a lot of guys from last year's roster, specifically a lot of guards. Um, You're losing ball handlers like Davion Harmon, Jalen Tyson, just to name two that were starters. Um, and Lamar is probably going to fill, I don't know if he'll fill into a starting role right off the bat, but it wouldn't shock me to see him and pop next to each other, um, in the backcourt. And I think that could work really well because to me, I saw a lot of traits of a guy like Damian or Davion Harmon in, um, in Washington. So I think that if you get that style of play more consistently out of Washington, we're going to see kind of what he can do with a bigger role. Um, And not only Lamar, you get him to stay, but I think it's a really big point that um, McCaslin got a lot of these young guys to stay. Yes. You lost Jalen Tyson and you lost Davion Harmon to the draft You lost AMAC to the portal, but you kept a good, solid young core that maybe they aren't going to be one of the top teams in the Big 12 this year. But if you get them to stick around, you still have Pop Isaacs. You kept Robert Jennings. You kept Lamar Washington. Like those are three guys that you can build around because it's not like these guys were scrubs coming out of high school. It's not like they were, you know, middling three stars. Like Pop was a fringe four five star type of guy. Lamar was a high end four star. Robert Jennings was a middle ground four star. Like these guys were ranked fairly high coming out of high school. So it's, there's talent on this roster and now it's just going to kind of be rounding it out a little more. Um, there still needs to be a couple more additions. There needs to be a big added to the roster, but, um, you know, with all the concern of how silent uh the news around the basketball program has been, um, you know, just kind of looking at the roster, I'm starting to kinda like how we're looking for next season.
0: Yeah, let's let's be clear about one thing. So the current scholarship math, Tech has about four open spots. That assumes I believe both Demarion Williams is actually in the portal and Kerwin Walton, I think. It was debating neither one of those guys have definitively returned, but presumably at least one of them comes back assume both for a minute that would leave four open spots. You're not going to go into this year with nine roster spots. You're just not no basketball team could function that way. So you're going to add guys whether you add the guys that we're all kind of hoping get added or not remains to be seen. But you did convince the three probably young core guys to come back, which is huge. Pop Isaacs, Lamar Washington, Robert Jennings, Lamar being the latest. So I, I happen to know a little bit about what happened with Lamar. Um, I won't go into too much detail. But the reality is that somebody convinced him to come back, whether Tex NIL guys stepped up or Grant McCaslin was able to convince the guy. Someone stepped in at the last minute and convinced Lamar to stay out of the portal. Um, so that's a huge win for the program because he's a very talented player. I think he had a, he had an unpolished offensive game, but he flashed a lot of athleticism, a lot of ability. And I think as he develops as a player, he's going to get better and better. And keeping him in the program is huge, especially when you're losing Jalen Tyson, who was a more polished product. Now, Tyson had lots of room to develop too, but when you lose a guy like that, you need to keep some of your other young guards in place. Pop Isaacs is a critical guard that we're all hoping can lead the team next season. Um, Robert Jennings being a combo guard forward type, he's going to be very important, especially if you don't add much size to this roster. He's going to have to fill in a pretty important role. So those three guys convincing them to stay is, is huge. It, it just is. Uh, but you've got four open spots. That's That's reality. We still don't have a complete coaching staff. There are rumors and I can't speak to the validity of them, that tech is gaming the visit system a little bit by not announcing the rest of the hires. Um, That's possible. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it past the staff to keep some of these hires under wraps in order to gain a little bit of an advantage of extra visits. But at the same time, um, we don't know who the rest of the coaching staff is. I do wonder if that's playing some role in how slow-going the development process is for the roster. It's hard to sell kids on a full vision when they don't know who's also in place. But... You did have a pretty couple pretty big visitors come by. There's a lot of guys you're in the ba- the you're in the the ballpark of winning with none more important than Warren Washington at Arizona State. He's a huge huge literally a big player. Um, you, he is probably I would say without a doubt the top target. I believe you're down to basically you and TCU on that front. I know he visited both programs around the same time. He was in town just this past weekend. I I didn't see a lot of reports about how his visit went, but uh, uh, he's a there fantastic... There was
1: actually some news that came out that Memphis is making a pretty hard push for Warren Washington, too, that they're trying to get him on campus, too. So that's just another name that got added to those sweepstakes. But, I mean, I have to think that Tech and TCU getting the for-sure visits kind of have the lead in that race, but there's more people starting to kind of creep in on him too. So I think it's better to lock him up now.
0: And one thing to note about the visits is Grant McCaslin's batting a thousand with the guys he's actually gotten on campus. The problem has been convincing players to come. For instance, there's that duo out of uh, the lower ranks that committed to Texas. For the record, both of those guys had ties to Texas's staff. I believe one was a former coach. One was uh, actually recruited by Rodney Terry at UTEP. So it's not like it's shocking that those guys elected to go to Texas. But Tech was aiming to get both of those guys on campus and couldn't get it done. So that's a true recruiting loss. Let's let's not beat around the bush. Tech was trying to lock those guys in and wasn't able to do it. But when you've gotten guys on campus, McCaslin has largely closed on it. In fact, I don't think anybody has uh, uh, not committed that's actually visited Tech. So... It's, it's, it shows that you know, he is selling a pitch these players want. He's just got to get them to see the facility, see the, the support system that he's in the program. Look, the program doesn't have a great image right now. That's, that's reality. You know, coming out of the Mark Adams era, this is the lowest point of the program in a while. Even after Chris Beard left, we weren't in this bad of shape. You know, this is the lowest point since Pat Knight left. I, I think that's pretty pretty definitive, right? You know, Tubby leaves, you you're in a much better spot, you go get a hot young coach in Chris Beard. Chris Beard bails on you, you have his right hand man ready to take over the program, a lot of players, a lot of excitement. And then now Mark Adams leaves and the program's a bit of a dumpster fire. You know, the culture's broken, there's all kinds of bad news coming out it It's hard to recruit against that. But when he's gotten guys into his office, he's shown them what he's selling, he's winning these recruiting battles. Now, let's talk about a hypothetical because Washington's obviously the biggest ticket item. I, I I don't think it's a remotely unfair to say he is the most important portal player left for tech. Um, at least at the moment, at least at the moment. you know, we'll we'll see how things develop over the coming days. The portal closes for entries in this period, I believe tomorrow. So who knows? Maybe somebody jumps in that Tech suddenly wants. And there are other players Tech is pursuing. and You could round out the roster several ways. But Warren Washington appears to be the most important player for Tech. Kendall, let's play around with the hypothetical roster right now. So here's where things stand right now. Right now, four open spots. Demarion Williams, Kerwin Walton. I don't know if those guys are in the portal yet, but I don't think they've definitively declared back to Tech either way. Um, Chance McMillan, Pop Isaacs, Lamar Washington, Kieran Lindsay, Robert Jennings, Darian Williams, and Drew Steffi. So there's no size to be found really in that group outside of really Robert Jennings, who only sits at six seven. How important would bringing Warren Washington in be? What does he do for your season outlook if you win his services?
1: To me, he's just the versatile guy that it seems like every successful tech team in recent memory has had that. I hate to quote this, but glue guy that Fran Fraschilla loves to say, like it's very true when it comes to tech. But tech's most successful teams have actually had multiple of them. But to me, when I look at Washington, he actually kind of reminds me a little bit of a guy like Adonis Arms or uh, Davion Warren type of player that can be elite defensively and at times can be elite on the offensive end with the versatility you know he can shoot it if he needs to he's really good at getting to the rim um but what i like about him defensively is he's so lengthy that he can guard any position one through five and looking at the guys that uh mccaslin has brought in He's bringing in those lengthier type of guards that seem to succeed a lot more at tech. Like the guys that can switch 1 through 5, they play really hard in those defense and it seems like that first year is kind of what McCaslin's going for. Seems like he's going for more of just a purely athletic team. Um it genuinely wouldn't shock me with the way the roster's shaping out right now if there isn't a true big added I think we could be heading towards a possible Robert Jennings at the five, which I don't necessarily hate because as much as size is important in the big 12, it's also to me, if you're not going to have a truly dominant big down there who is, you know, like our Tariq Owens type of player. I like the route of finding that six, seven, six, eight guy and throwing him at the five and kind of playing more of a five out offense, because I think that gives more space for guys like pop and Lamar to get to the rim without there being clogged paint. And you can bring out, um, you know, a lot of bigs, you know, have been added to the big 12. Um, Hunter Dickinson is the most recent name and he's a guy that can't guard great on the perimeter, So I think that that's kind of what McCaslin is going to go for. I think he's going to go for more of a five-out fluctuating offense, and I think it's going to work. I think that what the roster tech has, we've seen Robert Jennings has the ability. He can take that mid-range shot, but he can also, I think he's been working on his three-point shot. Like I think we're going to be going with the small ball route. Um, It wouldn't shock me to see obviously some more changes. Um, If Warren Washington gets added, I think that's an instant starter. Um, And I think you probably have a good idea of three, four starters maybe, but we're just so early in this process still, because there's still a ton of names out in the portal right now. Like there's guys tech has contacted, but there could still be guys out there that tech is kind of waiting on to see what, their portal statuses and how hard people are pushing for them before they go and make a push. And, um, you know, those lower major guys that are still kind of sitting there, I think that we could see McCaslin go take a run at, which there's some fans that I've seen voice some displeasure with. I've seen some people on Twitter talking about that. Um, you know, they don't like the fact that we're not in there with a lot of the big names of the portal, but there's, two things to that. I think that McCaslin has a type of player right now that he's really liking. I think he's kind of going for more of those under the radar, hard nose type of guys versus the big name flashy type of players. And I also think that he's very happy with the young core he has now. And I think he's more focused on getting veterans into this roster to kind of round it out. So, you know, warring Washington would be a step towards that because he's just he is so versatile in everything that he does. And I'm hoping me personally, I'm just hoping for possibly one true big, not necessarily to start, but just to have that type of versatility in your lineups to have a big, because, uh, losing a guy like Daniel Bacho, um, you know, I love the guy. He, he's a great guy, but also, um, I don't, think that he would have fit in with this type of roster, but a more hybrid athletic type of guy um, would really be added to the ro- this roster and be like that piece that we really need. So I think you start with Warren Washington. If you get him in, I think that's when you start to look at the big market a little bit. I think your guards are pretty set if you get Washington because Washington is uh, is a forward, but he can also play that guard type of position. Um, so you have multiple guys now that would be versatile in that. And if you keep Walton and DeMora and Williams, those two are a really underrated part of this too, because we saw what Kerwin Walton can do when he gets hot. Like that dude is a flamethrower. Like, I really hope he stays because I think he has the potential to be the best shooter at Texans ready. And that is a very high bar to get to, but with how consistent his shot form is and how smooth and quick his releases, I think that Walton has like the highest potential of most of these players on the roster. And Damarian Williams never really got much of a chance to showcase what he's made of, but in a few moments he did, he proved that he can shoot the ball, he can get to the rim. So he would also be a very versatile piece to have on the roster. Um, I think tech is in a weird spot with not just the roster, but the program in general, like you said, um, Uh, there's been a lot of silence when it comes to the coaching staff. The one name that has been so consistent that everyone's been mentioning though is Ben McCollum. Um, I'm really hoping they're able to bring him in because I've said it to you guys in the Slack chat, but just in general, if you get a guy like Ben McCollum, he instantly comes one of, if not the top assistant in the entire country. Like that is a guy that changes a program by bringing him in he would change a lot of programs, bringing him in as a head coach. But bring him in as an assistant would be the biggest win you could have this off season. and it'd be a bigger win over a lot of programs that have probably tried. Um, you know, McCollum has turned down quite a few D one head coaching jobs. Most recently, a job at Buffalo he was offered this year. So the there's still a lot of time left in this basketball off season to really see what else we can do with this roster. Like you said, tomorrow's the deadline to get your name in the portal. This these next 24 hours, there could be a lot of scrambling of guys entering the portal. Um I'd say this next two week span is going to be really important for uh for McCaslin and trying to get guys in. But I think we just kind of have to trust the process at this point and uh just kind of go with the flow because we like me and you just as much as anyone else out there we really don't know what mccaslin's cooking up we don't know who he's talking to so um we just kind of have to trust the process
0: yeah i mean there's there's a lot to be said about the fact that if you're going to build a roster in the, the modern era basketball, that the older rosters just seem to be succeeding better, right? Like, I think we've passed the era in which true one and Duns are the most successful teams. And that isn't to say that you don't want super talented NBA caliber players. It's just that you want a group of guys who are very, very good that you can build over a couple of seasons. And with the exception of Jalen Tyson, I think you have in place the pieces to do that. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about Tyson in a second to kind of close this out. But I will say that, you know, if you're going to build around a team, you know, you grab a guy like Washington, you, you maybe grab, you're going to have to grab probably two more guys minimum besides that. I think there's probably, you know, a sense that you'll leave at least a roster spot open for a midseason transfer. So I'm thinking you probably want to take at least three, um, you know, you, you. That, that, that formula worked pretty well for the best Chris Beard teams. You know, he developed around his guards. He grabbed a couple of guys out of the portal and he, he made the best of it. Now, he didn't have the kind of defections that we're seeing in, you know, year to year now. And losing Daniel Bacho, losing uh, Amac, losing Tyson obviously makes it more critical to go get top players. Um, losing KJ Allen even, right? Like that was a guy that I think had a lot more athletic potential than we actually got to see. And he just didn't seem to click. But, um you know, of the losses, I think the Jalen Tyson loss is the most significant. And I think that, you know, of worst, the best thing about that is like, you are probably most well-rounded at the guard spot. You know, if you're going to play a little one-two game, nothing wrong with having Isaacs and Lamar Washington run that game. I think, I don't know if Lamar will start right away or not. We know Pop will be the starting point guard. That's why you didn't take that kid out of UNT by all accounts. Um, you know, if that that's what you're going to do, he's going to be your point guard. He's going to play 35- 37 minutes a game hopefully he can handle that load and continue to develop as a as a defender and and as uh, a point guard outside of his shooting ability which we all know is near the top of college basketball um but he him and lamar are a great pair and then you got robert jennings who's another fantastic guy who i think ends up playing a little bit of a wing game um especially if you could find somebody else with some size you know he's so athletic so versatile um And here's the thing, right? Like the best Chris Beard, Mark Adams, you know, no middle defenses that you want to run. You got to get some lengthy guards. You got to get you got to have some guys who are really committed to defending. I think you've got that on the roster, but you also need a shot blocker. You also need a guy down low in the middle. Um, We kind of hoped it'd be Daniel Bacho. He showed promise, the injury, the sickness. All of that just completely wiped out his ability to compete at this level, and he just never recovered. Um, You bring in a guy like Washington who's really, really good, can really stretch the floor. Maybe give you some of those Tariq Owen vibes with some of his distance shooting, some of his jump shot you know, that can only help you immensely running the system that we think Grant McCaslin's going to run a want run. Um, you know, I, I really like an idea where, you know, teams have to really fixate on guys like Pop and leave guys like Washington with one on ones down low, right? Like, I, I like that idea. That's one of the reasons why Popeyes is such a dangerous player is he demands so much attention from distance, he forces teams to come so far out to meet him, um, which opens up stuff down low, which is why finding size is so critical. Um, that's why we also hope Robert Jennings' offensive game takes another step forward, right? Like, if we're going to stretch the floor with a with a, uh, a shooting guard like Pop, I say shooting guard, a po- point guard who can shoot like Pop, then you want Robert Jennings to have a nice little mid-range game because those looks are going to be there. And I think that that's, that's what a guy like War- bringing in Washington brings in is just more um, size advantage, rebounding, defense, everything you want. That's why he's so important for the staff. I would have loved to get Bacho back. I think if you had gotten him healthy bulked him back up he could have been effective at this level it's unfortunate he just it, maybe he didn't want to do i know it was it was hard on him physically to run in this system you know that he's a great kid but that was asking a lot of him so maybe it never would have worked but i would have liked to see what happened if you could have bulked him back up now let's get to the the negative the most negative i think which was Jalen tyson leaving kendo i want to get your sense of this situation tyson was such a loyal guy to tech his girlfriend obviously being a red raider herself um you know he's got a lot of tech connection to the program. He was originally committed here and followed Chris Beard to Texas. How alarming is it to see a guy like that leave? How replaceable is he? Do we have the pieces on the roster currently to make up for his loss? How disappointed are you that he is not joining the, this next season's roster?
1: Well, anyone that listens to this pod knows that like I am probably one of the biggest Jalen Tyson fans out there and I still am. Um, there isn't a lot of information on what happened with Tyson, but to me, it was probably a mix of just not being in a hundred percent agreeance. Like with, with McCaslin, they probably sat down, had a talk and maybe Tyson just didn't want to go with what the vision was for the future of the program. And to me that, that, that can happen. That's just what, when there's coaching changes, there are changes all around. And as much as it sucks, because a lot of like a guy like Tyson was a fan favorite. Um, you have to just kind of trust what McCaslin is building. Um, I think that there's been, there's going to be a lot of rumors out there of what happened. Um, I don't think Tyson, I don't necessarily know if he's going to really speak on it anytime soon on why he left, but At the end of the day, um, last year's Tech team just was not a great basketball team. And as much as it sucks losing a guy as talented as Tyson, um, you can't be too mad if there's some players that end up flushed out. Because at the end of the day, they just didn't win a lot of basketball games. So there could have been, with McCaslin on his side, you know, he could have asked him to possibly change his play style, anything like that. And it could have just been something that Tyson didn't want to do. Um, it's also worth noting, you know, an old tech coach went to Cal um, with Madsen up there that Tyson had a pretty good relationship with, you know, and everyone needs to be pretty happy with the fact that he ended up at Cal and not Kansas. Cause I think Jalen Tyson, under bill self's development would have been an absolute problem for the next couple of years. Like that would have been very scary of what he could have turned Jalen Tyson into, but you know, this way it, it hurts now. Do we have the pieces on the roster right now to make up for that? Yes. And no, because we don't have a player like Jalen Tyson on the roster. Like we don't have that guy that can just take the ball and go get a bucket just by creating his own shot. Like Tyson could, but that could have been the type of player that McCaslin just didn't see fitting into his vision. Like I think that McCaslin his, the way he works his offenses if you watch North Texas last year, Tyler Perry, their point guard had the ball in his hands a ton. Um, It was very centered on the ball being in the point guards hands for primary ball handling. And I think that's probably going to lead to pop Isaacs having the ball in his hands a ton. And I think that he's going to take a huge bump in scoring. I think Lamar Washington will take a huge bump in scoring. Um, I think Robert Jennings takes a pretty big jump. So you're gonna have a plethora of guys that help fill that void. Um, but you know, like I said, nobody is going to be there to replace the, the type of player that Tyson is. But when it comes to his productivity, um, I think there'll be guys that make up for it. I think the two transfers that were brought in will help make up for that. Um, so I'm not too worried about you know, losing like about the whole player situation, but losing just a kid like Jalen Tyson, he's a great guy. Um, I've had a couple, I had a couple conversations with him down in Kansas city at the big 12 tournament, not this past season, but the season before when he was still sitting, Um, he's just, a, he's a really good guy. He, I think he will succeed at Cal. I think he's going to play at the next level, Um, but he just must not have been a fit with coach McCaslin. And I think that it was just kind of a natural type of breakup that happens when coaching change happens. And there's going to be a lot of speculation out there on what happened. Um, But let's be real. The only people that probably know what happened are McCaslin, Tyson, the people in Tyson's camp. And that's probably about it. So, any speculation that's out there is more than likely not true um, because nobody has those types of sources outside of a select few. So I, I'm not going to speculate on what caused them to leave, but um, I'm just hoping that it was nothing more than just a slight disagreement on the future of the program.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were rumors about what happened. And again, this is kind of the problem with this kind of time of year is rumors have always a little bit of truth to them and a lot of falsehood, right? Like, I, I want to I believe the truth to this rumor. is Something happened in the conversation between Tyson and McCaslin where he didn't like the vision that was being sold to him. I don't necessarily believe that McCaslin just ignored the guy. Um, for weeks on end it didn't contact him all this stuff we heard, but I do believe that something went wrong in that conversation. It could be as simple as McCaslin said, here's what I want you to do and Tyson said, here's what NBA guys are telling me I need to improve on. Right. There's this is a business and he's a talented kid. There's nothing wrong with wanting to go to a place like Cal where maybe he can find a role that's more comfortable to what he thinks he needs to do to get to the next level. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like, that's why Kevin McCullough went to Kansas. And ultimately, that didn't really work out for him. So, you know, whatever. But. It sometimes does. T.J. had a great season in Illinois, right? Like, there's 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 reasons to believe that these kind of moves are nothing more than just, hey, I heard from scouts, I need to do this. McCaslin tells him, I need you to do this. And those things didn't match. Now, we know Tyson wasn't treated particularly well in another era. There were a lot of hurt feelings. Uh, maybe that played into it, too. But it, it's not worth getting too much into the weeds with that. We weren't in the room. Um, and one of the things I hope McCaslin can fix is that these rumors, these innuendos around the program, stop getting out into the open, right? Like we talked about this on this pod before we talked about it with Tobias Bass, just the, the things that were being said should never have come to light publicly, you know, stuff that's happened in the locker room that should never been come to light. And I'm not talking about the really bad stuff. I'm talking about just like the level of knowledge we had about issues with that team right like the booster relations and all that like that stuff that should never come public knowledge to the average fan and this stuff with tyson is another example of that where people are just telling stuff they shouldn't be um right like that should have been kept quiet for the sake of the program and you know it, it's it's a tough position for tyson you know all the bad stuff going on all this change so i hope he does well account i mean i never fault a guy who transfers out of conference right like i i don't root for transfers per se but i don't have any ill will to any transfer um, as long as they leave the conference. You go to a conference rival, you deserve all the hate you're going to get for trying to beat Tech. You go to somewhere else, good luck good luck. Maybe hopefully we don't run into you down the line because I think Tyson's going to be a great player. You know, Fardal's AMAC a little bit different because how he handled himself in Lubbock and the exit, it was sketchy, right? Like that kid was chasing a bag and had no love for our university. So I I don't really wish him anything other than just like, eh. But Tyson, I do hope does well at Cal and I hope he has a lot of fun there rebuilding that program. You know, that program's in a bad not in a terrible spot, but not in a good one. And they they're trying to get back to the tournament. They don't have the best facilities. So he can he can lead something great there. And I hope he does that. Um, now I'm gonna close this out here with just the final thought. And the final thought I want to say is that, you know, we're the portal's gonna close tomorrow. There's gonna be a lot more movement. The roster's not done yet. You're not going to sit here open with four spots. We're going to pick up players. So just cross your fingers, right, that at the end of this, when we get to next season, you got a decent roster. You can coach up to being a great roster. That's all you want. I don't think Tech can build a portal superstar team at this stage, but you can build a good roster that you coach to great, and that's what you want. That 2019 title team was not on paper just this world-beating roster. It was a good good group of guys who got coached up to being great, and that's what you got to do here. That's the challenge for Coach McCaslin. Find your best group and coach him up, develop him, run the system that you need to run. And until we see him not able to do that, it's no sense being too worried about it. Now, I'm going to close this here. It was just Kendall and I. We'll have more episodes coming down the week. (coughs) Be sure to listen to our baseball episode from yesterday if you're looking ahead to West Virginia. We'll continue to monitor the portal situation for basketball. Be listening for Monday, Sunday range when we drop our Big 12 wrap-ups. We got, we're going to keep heading into the offseason as baseball starts to wind towards the postseason and the basketball recruiting period goes quiet. We're going to keep coming at you guys with content, new ideas, new ways to engage. Let us know what you think. Like, subscribe, follow, DM us if you have a suggestion, comment, comment on the page. However you want to reach us, we're, we're going to be listening. So just let us know what you're thinking. All right. Thank you guys again. Enjoy the rest of your week. Talk to you again soon.